You're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense with your host, Doug Thorpe. Here's Doug. Well, hello again, everyone. This is Doug Thorpe, and you're listening to another episode of Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I'm excited today to get into uh, this session because my guest is someone who has built a company around supporting smaller mid-cap businesses independently owned, helping them understand ways they can leverage this new thing we call AI. And for some, it's not such a new topic, but for most in the small business realm, it is a, a, a I don't know, I call it a dark cloud on the horizon maybe, but um, there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of things to explore, and we're going to do just that as we get into it. My guest is Kyle Murphy. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thanks, Doug. Really, uh, really excited to be here. You know, great topic. Yeah. So let's, let's dive right in. Let, let's talk about if, if, if you can lay out kind of the 10,000 foot view of how AI can be used for a smaller business, let, let's kind of set a framework first then we'll get into some more of the details. Absolutely. So, you know, over over even the last year, right, AI has just exploded all over the map, right? There's different ways to leverage it, different ways to use it, different programs, different pieces. So we've really focused on trying to identify how to help those small and medium-sized businesses. And my thoughts around it are, one, the key is small and medium-sized businesses don't have the ability to do what billion dollar companies are or go build these general language models, the large language models themselves, right? So they don't have the talent, they don't have the people that they afford to do it. So how can they leverage what exists today? So we're talking things like BARD, um, which is going to be Google Gemini, which they just released. There's ChatGPT. There's a few other things here and there which are like the big players in the world. And then out of that, if you go on LinkedIn, if you go on Twitter or any of that, there's hundreds of other little dot AI tools and things that these companies can use. So our general uh, thought process is how can we help those small and medium-sized business use what exists today in a way that makes them more efficient and gives them the ability to use these tools in the right way to make them uh, more competitive in the market. So our kind of concept and the way we help businesses is really focused on identifying and understanding your use cases, right? And I think that's really, really important. And once you understand what you need to use AI for or what your business problems are, you can fit it into those different tools and functionality and pieces. So there's different pieces and things with solo entrepreneurs versus medium-sized businesses, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking back, I did have a guest a few months ago who tried to help lay the landscape of what AI is all about. And I love one thing he said, and I want to share it again, because I think to the listener who maybe doesn't understand what AI is about or is is has yet to explore it and is kind of, you know, given the stiff arm to it, 
Um, one of the things that you, you got to realize is that AI is an ability to essentially think faster. And that's one primary option that I see for a, you know, independent entrepreneur who wants to do something because yes, you maybe with the help of a coach or an advisor or just, uh, you know, your own leadership team in your company, you can strategize about new things you want to do in the market. You can spend a lot of money testing market campaigns and things like that. But where AI can come in is to really just help. If you have a dialogue with your AI tool, you can say, you can ask it things like, if my ideal customer is X, Y, and Z, what do they think about? What are they most concerned about? How do they look at my service? And you can ask those kind of very general questions and you'll be amazed at the responses you'll get from some of these bigger AI tools like you mentioned ChatGPT and BARD. Uh, I've been on, personally, I've been on a BARD kick now for about <laughs> six weeks with, with uh, on the advice of <clears throat> uh, a so-called social media guru that I follow. Um, and he put out an opinion piece that said so far, at least in the moment, BART is actually doing a little better from an SEO standpoint. If you're looking for words and content that will help drive your presence online, uh, again, you can go to those general questions that I just described and, and get a lot of really good feedback. Yeah, hundred percent. So I use it and I'll be transparent. I have it open and I use it every day for literally everything, right? Um, that the ability to have almost like a conversation with someone in the room when you're sitting in a room by yourself is I think invaluable. So to your point of asking it questions, how does this sound or the ability to prompt it as a persona, can you review this document, this paragraph, this thing allows you to go from um, draft to idea to X, Y, and Z exponentially faster, in my opinion, right? The, the hardest thing to do is take something that you're extremely knowledgeable about in your head and get it on paper in that first draft. In my opinion, I know it's extremely difficult for me, especially talking about topics like this, right? I've done a lot of research. I use it every day and I try to put things on paper and I get stuck because I'm like, should I mention this? Should I mention this? Should I mention this? And it's such an invaluable tool in saying, you are a customer. What do you want to hear about? Right. And it helps accelerate that first step for me exponentially. Yeah. And I think it becomes an iterative opportunity. You can take that basic idea. And if you, as a subject matter expert in your field, have a thought and you say, ah, I can think of five things that go with this. These are, these are attributes. These are features. These are benefits. These are concerns, whatever you can you can tee that up and you can basically tell the tool i know this what else am i not thinking about 
and boy, it'll it'll come back and probably two x or three x your ideas. And yeah. from there, you can leapfrog and say, oh, that's exactly right. That fits over here. This fits over there. Now I see a, a, a new roadmap on where I want to go and what I want to be talking about or presenting. And huh. it's incredibly powerful for that iterative process so that you don't leave any details on the table. I, I think it's, it, it's allowed me to take those thoughts and build out content schedules or take that complex and break it down into, okay, you know, week one of a course on AI should, what is a large language model? Most people don't understand that. I take it for granted that I know what it does, but as much as it's talked about, you know, a lot of the clients that I've, I've spoken to are a little hesitant. How does it know what to say? Where is it getting its information? So having it, there taking on that persona has been really helpful to take a step back and be like, oh, this is what the audience or the target client actually needs to know. And I, I like what you said a moment ago about it. It's like having another person in the room to have a discussion. So it's a it's a kind of a brainstorming tool where. Again, you can throw up a basic idea or a question you've got if you're curious about something new and different and, you know, related to your business or not. You're just looking. Uh, it, it is such a great tool. And what I would tell those who have not even tried it yet, go out to some of the main links that are available, like a chat GPT or a BARD. BARD is, a, as you mentioned, a Google enterprise yep. effort and i mean who in the world has more data points connected uh you know in the cloud than google right and exactly. so you know their their tool is definitely proving to be pretty strong but what i would tell you is if you're getting started with that you'll see when you sit down to a session there's there's a window to put in a chat just yeah. Kind of give it your thoughts. Hey, I'm thinking about X, Y, and Z. Here's what I know. And ask what you don't know or ask, again, things like what have I not thought about or what else should we be talking? And it will, it will give you some great content. And then you can take each one of those bullets that may come back in a list of things and put that in the chat and say, elaborate more on this idea, on this topic. Yep. And it'll drill down, it'll chase your rabbits, it'll do all those great things with your thinking process. Absolutely, I, I mean, the, the first thing I tell people that haven't used it before, go use a free account, go try it, just see what happens. You'll be shocked and surprised at, at some things that come back, right? I mean, I'm sitting down here with my parents for the holidays in South Florida, and I got my mom to try it um, just to see what would happen. She's a retired teacher and she loved it. Now she asks it for recipes and it helps her with her shopping list and things like that. But there's so many different use cases and things like that. But the step one is getting over the hump and just trying it out and see what it does. And I would absolutely recommend pick one and start there, right? Because as, as you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of social media posts about the top 10 new AI tools this week or this, that, and the other. 
pick one to understand kind of how that interaction works and just play around with it, right? You'll see intricacies and some quirks and, um, you know, if, if you go too long on a thread, maybe it loses its train of thought and be like, oh, okay, maybe I need to do this a little differently, stuff like that. But phase one is, is you got to get in there and, and start playing with it. Yeah. So taking this base case and, and going a, a step further, I, I am aware of, and I've only recently myself started exploring with the use of some AI-powered tools like uh, graphic generation. Like if, if you are thinking about your next graphic image that you want to put in an ad post, uh, you know, wherever you're running your ads for your business, you know, if you don't have an agency doing it for you, you you might explore some of the tools that are out there, like even, um, I know I did a session the other day with someone, and they were big fans of Adobe Express. You can get a free account, and uh, I actually took a little bit of time during the holiday to, to go in and, and test it, and you you can put in like a title or a theme or, or just a simple message and let it iterate what the graphic surroundings for that message could look like. And you'll be amazed at how, how really impressive some of those tools are already. Yeah. And boy, it saves tons of time getting it, you there. It's awesome, right? You can use, you know, within um, ChatGPT, they're now connected to Dolly, which you can have an image generator, Adobe Firefly, Midjourney's been what a lot of folks have been chasing for a long time, which is through Discord. And it's a little different, but the same idea, right? Prompt and aesthetics and how it looks. Um, and I use it for presentations all the time, right? I'm, I'm trying to report out on something we found. Um, maybe there's that graphic that you've been trying to make in PowerPoint forever with connecting arrows and this and like all of that. And you describe it and you're like, oh, that looks great. And then you can polish it up in another way, shape or form. But um, it can get very creative too and create things that you're like, wow, that looks great. And I never would have thought that it would have looked like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've seen it used in the marketing sense to, you know, one of the classic strategies in marketing is to take your message and create an A-B test. You've got a, you know, version A and a version B and you put it out there in the market temporarily and see which one generates more attention and yep. or, or click-through rate or, or whatever. And, you know, the ability to take that basic message and, and feed it to one of these uh, generators will, you know, really give you some powerful AB. And the beauty of that is when you, in the old ways of doing AB testing, you do that first iteration, you know, A look pretty good and B not so much or vice versa, but you take the winner and you start, and, and the golden rule, I'd never forget this. I was, I was taught it by my first marketing prof in school, but I've heard it a million times since. 
when you're thinking of your marketing impact, only change one thing at a time. Yep. <laughs> you know, just like one, math, one variable, right? One variable at a time, only change that. So, yeah. you know, maybe it's the font, maybe it's the background color, maybe it's the size of the box or, or whatever, but only change the one thing. Now, now you have a new A-B test to yep. run with. Run that a while, see what the winner is. If you're one tweak, seem to create a new interest, then branch off down that path. But being able to think about those iterative changes using AI-assisted learning and thinking is just incredibly powerful. And I, I can't stress that enough. Oh, yeah. And one one thing that you know we've been working with companies on is understanding how to use things like that right whether it's generating images or first drafts of things on how to impact from the associate level and it goes all the way up right so before founding my business i was in a large consulting organization and imagine if you trained your associate level out of college folks to use these tools in the right way right so even if you got a 50% lift on what a, a new associate out of the gate produced, that's 50% less time the senior associate needs to review it, right? And then from there, the manager has to spend less time. And all of a sudden now, the entire organization gets a lift because the quality has gone up because you have the ability to use that assistant, the uh, other brain that's sitting out there for kids that are coming right out of college and, you know, no offense to them, it's probably in a lot of pieces the first time they've ever done X, Y, or Z, right? And everyone's so busy, they're not going to get a lot of handholding nowadays. So let's give them the right tool to help them accelerate learning and what good looks like. And so right. that's a lot of the things that we're focusing on. Right. So let's take it up one more notch in terms sure. of experience and interest and so forth. You mentioned creating a, a company's own learning language or, or what was your word for large, it? Large language model. So that's large language model. Is. That's it. Sorry. Um, so talk a little more about that. If, if, if I think I want to have something very specific to the business I'm running, how would I, you know, go down that path? Absolutely. So ARC, the way um, I approach it and Alpha Advisors approaches it, as I mentioned before, is very use case specific. So we'll use, I always like using concrete examples, right? So let's say we're working with a CPA firm or a tax or accounting firm, right? One of the things and problems that always occurs is how can we extract enough information from tax history or general ledgers or all of that to make analytical decisions or go forward pieces, right? Historically, you would get an OCR tool or optical character recognition. You train it with thousands of documents to know this box equals this box, yada, yada. And it, it takes a large amount of time. Um, however, with these large language models and the power behind them, we can load in a 700 page tax return for very specific things. And within 30 seconds, we can have it trained to understand what pieces of information are important to that. So um, to get back to the very specific on how is 
you can build your own large language model, which is what Anthropic and GPT and all that, where they're trained on billions of parameters and all of that. Um, or you can leverage what exists today. So our goal is to leverage what exists today. And to do that, there's frameworks in Azure. So a lot of small, medium-sized businesses use Microsoft, right? Microsoft has purchased a huge percentage in ChatGPT. That's what Copilot and all these things are based on. So instead of training your own, how do you leverage what's there today and then train it specifically to your business while keeping the data privacy and security together? And that's what we're working on with companies is don't spend the money to build something that tries to rival it. Spend the money on building a use case that actually lifts and delivers value directly to your company. So it sounds like, if I can draw an analogy, it, it sounds a little bit like the AI world with these large language models has already gotten into the evolution cycle that data storage did. You know, once upon a time, if you ran a business, you invested in an oversized computer to be your data storage. You, you built a, a server room yep. and uh, you had all that on premise, on site. That evolved into co-locating or taking it off site and piping through uh, communication channels to, to go to those other readiness sites and backup sites. Then that eventually turned into the whole cloud computing, you know, yep. environment that we've got now. And, you know, somewhere, somehow there are still physical machines that support the cloud. And that's yep. what I think people lose track of or, or don't out, think about. Out in Iron Mountain and all those fun places. Right, right. Yeah. right. You, you got these giant bunkers in the side of a mountain somewhere with uh, yeah. <laughs> with solar wind and, and uh, diesel yep. generator capabilities to keep them up and running. But... So what I'm hearing is the AI realm has kind of already gone that way. There are tools now available that are uh, going to let you plug into an infrastructure that already exists, but you can put your security fence around it. Is that, yeah, that's, that right? Yeah, that, that's what we're trying to accomplish, right, is, um, you know, there's open source, right? Even back in the day, there's always open source with Python and other things that you can build it, you can plug things in. But a lot of small and medium-sized businesses don't have the IT teams, the structure to build, run, and maintain these things. And right. you don't want to pay someone, like, no offense to me, but you don't want to pay me for the next five years to run your, your thing, right? You would like value out of it. So we're trying to design a way or we are currently designing a way so these small and medium-sized businesses can plug into it properly with some accelerators and the right security around it. Um, so you can leverage the power of the LLMs that are already out there, which I think is is really important, right? And, and even years ago, when you were talking about analytics to stand up analytics, you'd have to get crazy computers and uh, more servers and huge data farms. And now you can use Azure cloud computing to spin up a resource for 20 bucks and right and run your advanced analytics on it. And so 
that's the the solution we're trying and actively working with small businesses on. How can we use the existing security framework, plug into these LLMs, and then deliver a business outcome? Because um, a lot of the things today are, um, you know, to your point, solo entrepreneurs, the the SEO, the some of the marketing things. How do I write this? Um, what we're targeting is the ability to enhance the ability um, to take huge spreadsheets or repeatable processes and run them through kind of this framework we've developed to make things more efficient, faster, and get to, you know, a good version one much more quickly than um, ever before. Yeah. As you were describing all that, I, I'm thinking of I've already in my mind already thought about maybe a dozen examples of places this could could serve a a, a midsize or even smaller business uh, things like supply management you know if if your business has some level of inventory maybe it's parts maybe it's materials uh, whatever, but you you've got a burn rate on you know how long those stay on the shelf before you have to reorder. And there's some, you know, very old school methodologies for tracking that and, and calculating order points and things like that. Yep. Uh, but, you know, the whole world of supply chain has changed, changed to be yep. <laughs> articulate. Um, and, you know, that's one area. But I think of things like uh, I'm thinking of the home service businesses, plumbers, electricians, HVAC vendors. You know, job scheduling, uh, job scheduling dispatch, big one. dispatching technicians, yeah. because dispatch is a big deal geographically when you got guys in trucks moving all over a, a territory. You want to be efficient in how you stack those those jobs together, but you also have to be responsive to your customer need. So yep. it's a it's a delicate juggling act that the human brain just unless you're a real wizard at that sort of thinking struggles to, to optimize. Absolutely. And and you can use these tools to build, you know, chain of thought logic where you can load your data in and then literally interrogate your data, right? Like we talked about at the beginning is asking it questions. So you can have it load, understand, and read your data, and then ask it questions. What if I did this? What if I thought about doing this? Um, how, how can I make shift four more optimized with these parameters? And now you can have these conversations uh, within this framework um, that can either give you the right answer or make you think about it in a different way mm -hmm. um, much more quickly. And now there's even advanced analytics that you can do. You know, I use, um, I personally use ChatGPT for a lot with, um, you know, scrub data sets and all of those things to say, what are some interesting things about this data set that I might not be thinking about? And it will go think about it and say, well, have you thought about it like this? Here's some graphs or charts that it'll produce and say, well, these might be interesting as part of your analysis of this data set. So that interrogation and, and discussion with it is what's really different than ever before. Interesting. Yeah. 
Well, Kyle, we're about up on time for this episode. I, I really thank you for sitting in and sharing some of these ideas with us. If, if people are interested in learning more directly from you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Sure. Just um, you can go to alphadvisors.com or, or shoot me an email at kyle at alphadvisors.com. I'm very passionate about this subject. Um, very passionate about helping small and medium-sized businesses actually take advantage of this um, and really help them scale their businesses. So it's been a pleasure and thank you very much for the opportunity. You bet. You bet. Well, as always, folks, we're going to have those links in the show notes. So do take advantage, hop down there and, and take a look at that. And I do want to remind you, if you're listening on your favorite streaming service, we've got a video version of this over on YouTube, channel by the same name, Leadership Powered by Common Sense. Hop over there, check out the archive and leave us a comment. Would love to answer your questions or talk to you further about your interest in running your business. For now, we're going to sign off, say goodbye, go out there, make it a great day. You've been listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense, hosted by Doug Thorpe. If you would like to know more about the coaching and advisory services he provides, visit DougThorpe.com.